Welcome to Friday Friends, R.I. Elder Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals. Good morning, everyone. Happy Friday. It is yet another Friday with snow and ice going on. But hey, what can we expect, right? We're in New England. So it's nine o'clock on a Friday. And that means you are seeing me, Deb Burton, Executive Director of RI Elder Info, the most comprehensive resource for our seniors, caregivers, and professionals. And this is our show, Friday Friends, where we interview organizations and individuals who are doing some really cool stuff that you need to know about. And if it's not something that you specifically need to know about, I promise that there's somebody that you know who needs the information that we're talking about. So it's really important that you hit the like button and the share and you get this video out to as many people as possible. We've got an amazing program going on today about some resources that are going to help folks stay independent for as long as possible in their own homes. Super important these days. So we are a nonprofit and we could not bring you this show if it were not for the lovely generosity of our sponsors and our donors. So big shout out to Oak Street Health. They are a primary care practice that has offices in Warwick, two in Providence and one in Woonsocket. We are also very grateful to United Healthcare. They are some wonderful Medicare insurance providers here in the state. You can give them a call and they speak just about every language available in the state. So you can have your Medicare questions answered in the language that you understand. Also, big shout out to Tamarisk Assisted Living. It's a small assisted living right in Warwick, right by the mall. They even have a memory care unit to care for our loved ones who may have some cognitive impairments uh, due to dementia. So amazing programs going on over at Tamarisk. The magic that is bringing this to you right now is from 321 Media. Ben is an amazing resource for video production, online streaming, online streaming and similar venues. He does an awesome job and he's a nice guy to talk to. You visited rielderinfo.com. You have visited rielderinfo.com, right? Yeah, that's the work of England Studio. They are award-winning web design team located over in North Kingston, providing their services worldwide. So wherever you're watching me from, if you need a website or anything like that, give Dave and Sal a call over there. So again, we have an amazing show going on today. So I am really looking forward to talking to my guests. So I have to have Ben bring her up right away. Melissa, please come up and Muriel. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. So please introduce yourselves and tell everybody what is OSIL or Ocean State Center for Independent Living? Hello, my name is Mirai Sayaf. I'm the executive director at OSOL. Um, Ocean State Center is a consumer controlled, uh, community based nonprofit organization. Um, it's established to provide a range of independent living services to enhance, through self direction, the quality of life for persons with significant disability and to promote integration into the community. That is awesome. And Melissa, what is your role there at OSIL? Um, so I have a background in occupational therapy, but my role at OSIL is to do home assessments for home modifications and assistive technology. And within the last year, the technology program. Um, and I also uh, help out with outreach. Oh, wow. So OSIL helps people remain independent at home. In what ways can you do that? Like, what are some of the important things that you find really makes a difference to enable people to stay home, whether that be a younger person with a disability or an older person who has now found themselves with maybe an impairment? Okay. Well, the first thing that we're looking for, um, and which is a, um, a big issue, is um, barriers. So when we go into their home and we um, do an assessment, we want to see what barriers are keeping them from 
being as independent as possible, where we could try to um, decrease um, a fall risk, whether it's in the bathroom, going outside, um, maybe the steps are not accessible, the doorways aren't wide enough. Why is it that you are having a hard time remaining independent in your home? What What's happening? Do you have have you not showered for a while because you're afraid your tub isn't safe? How can we make your home more accessible and focus on the areas that are creating barriers for you? You know, it's funny. We have so many homes that have have been in the state for a really long time. So like my house is from the 1890s. We have some really old housing stock. And what that usually means is, you know, your front door, you've got like two, three, maybe four steps to yeah. go from inside your house to, you know, your, your garage or, or your driveway it can also help with those steps because sometimes like you can get around okay in your house, but yeah. boy, those front steps are, are like keeping you from really being able to live a full life. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's something we, um, we focus on as well. Um, even if you're the inside of your home is accessible, if you can't get out or get in, I mean, it's kind of, you know, not, not very helpful. So <laughs> what we can do is depending on the level of disability and um, depending on their mobility, what they're using to get around, is it a walker, a wheelchair? Do they have a cane? Can they do a ramp? You know, not everybody can walk up a ramp. We always ask that, have you ever used a ramp? And they're like, oh, I'm at the doctor's. That's okay. Because that means you've used a ramp. Some people have never actually used a ramp with their disability. So oh, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, because, so, I mean, you have to be able yeah. to um, self-propel. If you can't um, do a ramp by yourself, then it's probably not not um, not, not going to work. Choice, for you. yeah. Right. I mean, and not all ramps are ADA compliant, you know, and everything we do has to be ADA compliant. So we would just assess, maybe they don't need a ramp. Maybe their steps are just too steep and there's room to um, spread those steps out and make modified steps, you know, shorter, more steps and a shorter step down. That's sometimes an option. Now, when well. you say um, ADA compliant, what does ADA compliant mean? What is ADA? The Americans with Disabilities Act. So okay. um, everything that we do um, has to um, abide by the laws of the ADA. Um, whether it's uh, like measurements, for example, um, if you've seen a ramp that looks like a ski slope, <laughs> <you know? laughs> which is, listen, some people, some people hire like a contractor who is a really good contractor, but not everybody has to go by the ADA and we do. So um, people will call us and say, I want a ramp at my back door. So we'll come out and we'll look and they'll go, I don't want it in the front of the house. Well, maybe the back door isn't an option. You know, it's a foot of ramp for every inch of rise. So if you have like, if you have a six inch rise, you're thinking it's not a big deal. That's six feet of ramp. Okay. Yeah. And it has to have, it has to go according to the ADA. So it has to have like a platform uh, four by four, or is it five by five? It has to have a platform at the door. So you're not like on a slope while you're trying. <laughs> so it has to have a platform, then it goes down a bit, then it has to have another like resting platform and, and enough room to turn. So there's a lot of ramp. So that, yeah, at another door, you know, we'll, we're going to assess all of the um, exits for egress, and we're going to find out which door is accessible. You know, there's so many rules, you can't dump out on a sidewalk. Even if uh, you oh. don't have a sidewalk and that grass, you're mowing that grass and you've been taking care of it for 20 years, six feet in from the street doesn't belong to you regardless. Oh, that so makes it, a difference There's so many too. rules like, that we have to look at. Wow. So I could see where that could be a real barrier. So when you're talking about a foot of ramp for an inch of rise, so for those who don't know the rise, it's from one step to the next, sort of like that area where your your toe would, would ordinarily yep, kick. From the threshold down to the ground. Yeah. And most stairs, I think, are around a seven-inch rise. So if you even have like one step, yep. in order to not go flying, you have to have like seven feet of ramp. Absolutely. If I did the math right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, um, if you're on a hill... I mean, it, it, depending on what part of the state you live in, there's um, a lot of homes that are on a slant. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's absolutely. possible to still do the ramp. Um, it's just, we still have to go by those rules. And this is just to keep everybody safe, honestly. This is to make sure that everybody is as independent as possible. We, we would never put somebody in a position where, where we're, we're not helping to decrease those falls. We're just kind of throwing a ramp in there. Right. And I would imagine, too, it's really important that that ramp have the right pitch for like days like today when it's slippery and icy out. Like if you're helping somebody with a mobility impairment and you have to push that wheelchair, like you want to be mindful that you're not trying to push uphill in the ice or maybe even worse, trying to control it downhill in the ice. That could be a really bad day. Right. And that's where that... um foot of ramp for every inch of rise because that gives it the perfect grade so they are not like just taken off <laughs> so you do the ramps are they the the metal ramps are they wood ramps what what kind aluminum of modular okay aluminum modular ramps very cool so they can be removed if the house is sold but they okay. are um while they're in they're considered permanent but they can be removed so the wooden ramps are really built in okay that makes sense so the wooden ramps would have to to go with the house. But if say down the line, you want to sell the house, you can take the metal ones off. Right. And the reason we do the aluminum modular is because uh, they don't really freeze over. Um, They don't rot. Yep. Um, They don't need to be maintained, you know, stained and, and taken care of, you know, periodically. Um, The other thing that we, uh, another thing I want to mention, we do ramps also, but like I said, widening doorways. We've also um, worked with consumers to move their washer and dryer from the basement to the first floor, if it's possible. Maybe they have a spare bedroom on the other side of their bathroom, or there's a, a breezeway outside of their kitchen. So you do have to own your own washer and dryer. We can't purchase that, but we'll do everything else. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you that, like that is something that I, you don't ordinarily maybe think about in maintaining your independence. Is yeah, our, our washers and dryers are often in the basement, and right. you're trying to go up and down a set of steps with carrying a basket of laundry, or in some cases, you're throwing your dirty laundry down the stairs. We I seen, might not know anything about that, <laughs> you know, and then you're trying to go down like with the laundry on the stairs. So yeah, moving your washer and dryer. That's yeah. really cool. And do you do grab bars too? We do. We do grab bars in the bathroom um, or in the hallway or coming in the house, you know, so you're not, um, you know, holding onto the doorway so we can make that accessible as well. Okay. Um, and we also weigh the options too. Um, so with the washer and dryer, if that's not an option and the person uh, is able to um, use a stair lift, if that's something that works, if it's not like a custom stair lift, if it's uh, just a stair lift to be put in, we can do it that way as well. Oh, okay. That's really good. Yeah. And I know that, you know, research tells us that the bathroom is like the most dangerous place, like where we're most likely to slip and fall. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of our, like I was saying before, a lot of our houses are older. So like not everything is built, the the standard construction 16 on center. Are you guys able to install the grab bars like in the shower or like by the toilet? Um, even in our older houses, like do you have the equipment to be able to, to anchor those to the wall securely? Yeah. So um, when we go in, we assess the, um, like if it's tiled. And the tile looks like it's in pretty good shape. Mm-hmm. We can. Um, there's always a way to anchor in a grab bar into a bathroom, into a shower wall. Um, we like to do the long wall and the wall over the faucet or over the controls. And that way they can hold on and then use their left hand to hold on to their side. And then uh, we could provide a shower chair um, if if the mobility issues are to the point where they just stepping into the tub is an issue, um, there are other options. We can um, provide a transfer bench where it's two legs out, two legs in, or we can do a tub cut. Or we oh, can- wow. <laughs> so the tub cut is where we um, cut about a three foot um, cut into the tub wall and it's capped off nice and neat. It, do- it doesn't look sloppy at all. Um, and it- it's about, I want to say two inches um, tall, like up, so the water doesn't come out. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah. So they can, you know, essentially now step into their tub. So is it you yourself? Are you out, you know, doing these home modifications, doing the cut tub cuts and installing the ramps? Or do you contract with, with providers to do that? Or do you have like a whole separate home modification team at OSIL? How does that work? So there's a handful of, of us that have the same background and we go out and we do the assessment. Mm -hmm. um, we do the measurements, we take our pictures, we bring that back and we have uh, somebody who is um, putting out bids. So we have a list of contractors that have been vetted. Um, we check all of their work. They have to be licensed and insured. Um, and we want to see like uh, past examples of things they've done. It does help um, if they have experience with um, aging in place and uh, grab bars. And because there's a huge difference between a grab bar and a towel bar. <laughs> and I know it's going to hold you up. One is going to drop you to the floor. <laughs> right. And with experience myself, if there's a grab bar, if there's something to hold on to, you're going to hold on to it. That's why we dread um, shower doors. You know, we always recommend taking them down because I have never been into a house ever in my life where a towel bar wasn't loose and the, <laughs> and the shower doors, everybody holds on to that um, handle on the doors and honestly, uh, we've seen people, um, the doors fall out. We've seen people fall, break their ribs on the shower door track. I mean, there's so many things that can happen. And you also have to consider the shower door track is about two inches high. If you're already having a hard time oh, yeah. climbing in, that's just another two inches. And then, you know, you have a bench in there and then people are trying to squeeze through this like one foot, two foot opening. <laughs> And then they're like, I don't know why the caretakers are like, I don't know why it's so hard to get mom into the shower. Well, it's because you're trying to squeeze her through like this rabbit hole. <laughs> and there's no, you know, no danger in doing that. Oh, my goodness. Right. right. And I mean, every, everybody's at risk there. I mean, if if you're still, you know, independent and you have to be self-directed to work with OSIL, that doesn't mean you can't have caretakers helping you shower. It just means that you are able to participate um, with sound mind and body from beginning to end, from, uh, the creating of your own goal mm -hmm. to, um, the intervention to the completed goal. So whatever it is, we can't do something that you don't want to do. You are our consumer. So yes, we understand that there, there are family members, adult children involved, and they may want mom to have an iPad. You know, I want mom to have an iPad. Um, but if mom's like, I'm not going to use that. I don't want that. I mean, then we're not, it's what you want. Yeah. So with it being self-directed and the person has to be able to make their own decisions, what other criteria are necessary for people to be able to take advantage of this program? Because this, this sounds like really a game changer for a lot of people. So can anybody participate with OSIL or is there a specific um, criteria, eligibility criteria? Okay. Yeah. So you do have to meet our income guidelines. You have to have a disability. Um, you don't have to be on social security. You don't have to be on any specific type of insurance. You just have to meet our income guidelines. Also, um, we are funder of last resort. So if you have, um, if you have another option. So when we're, when we're working with you, we're going to ask you like a, just a whole bunch of questions about, are you a veteran? Are you on Medicaid? And we've been doing this long enough that we know what pretty much what Medicaid is going to pay for. Yeah. So if they, if, if the consumer is coming to us and it's something small, like grab bars um, at this time that I know of, I, I don't, I'll have to check into this uh, quote me I, about the grab bars from the state. Do you know me, Ray? Yeah, well, you know, just to give you a little, um, you know, background, we're really, we have uh, the Part B, you know, grants and we have the, as well as the state grants. And we have to, of course, uh, uh, stick to their uh, eligibility guidelines. And um, they're very generous. So the federal guidelines, we actually are 400% above federal poverty guidelines, which is, you know, just to give you an example, uh, the monthly income for one person is like $4,200. And wow. so that's really generous. As far as the state guidelines, it's 300% 
above poverty guidelines. And it's usually the monthly income for one person is 2383. So um, they're very lenient and very generous. So we really uh, encourage people, uh, you know, if they are in need for any kind of adaptive equipment or home modification to please, you know, reach out to OSOL because um, if we can't provide it, we have the resources, you know, and we'll give you the contact to be able to achieve whatever goal you're trying to get to. You know, I just did the math really quick. If um, it sounds like the income guidelines, you could have an income around 4,000 a month, give or take. Well, actually the, you know, you can have the actual number you can make up to for one person, uh, 4293.33 and that's the federal grants as far as our our state grants it's 300 percent above poverty guideline which is 2383 a month for one person and that increases as you know if you have two people in the home or three people in the home and that you know of course that income um uh, uh threshold increases Right. So, you know, um, did the math really quick. So that actually with those numbers means you could make, you know, a smidge over 50,000, about 51,000 a year, which really serves yeah. a large amount of our Rhode Islanders um, yeah. who are just beyond the Medicaid threshold, but not particularly yeah. um, wealthy enough to, to hire out of pocket and, and right. write a check to a contractor to have this kind of stuff done. Yeah. So you, you, you fit a very particular um, niche. Right. We're trying to catch, catch the ones that are maybe just over. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's also, even if they might be close to that, or, you know, there's also, we consider uh, medical expenses as well that we could look into seeing about spending yeah. down. Um, okay. So if you, if you're kind of like, if your income's higher, but you have much higher medical expenses, that kind of offsets the amount yeah. that's considered. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and we also, I mean, that goes for the VA as well. Um, the VA is so complicated, you know, they do a lot for their, for their people, but, um, it depends, you know, there's so many things like I just learned this. It depends on what war you served in. It depends on what percentage of your disability, yeah. um, what you're eligible for. Not everybody can get home mods, you know, and maybe they can get their glasses and their medical, but not everybody's eligible for equipment or home mods. So we just would yeah. ask for them to maybe um, reach out to the VA first and then let us know um, that they are not eligible. Yeah. And and the other thing I wanted to mention that we're only you don't really need to have own your home. You can you oh. know you can be renting, and as long as the landlord allows you to make that modification, um, we're willing to help. You know, so uh, please you know, like I said, reach out. Don't think you need to have homes for us to be able to yeah. help you, and uh, you know, just right. spread the word. So it's funny, like Cheryl Wallison, she said, OSIL is an amazing organization. It's the best kept secret in Rhode Island. Aww, <laughs> we love Cheryl. And and I completely agree because, you know, I feel like there's so much opportunity for you guys to help people. And it's just about getting the word out. Yeah. Now, Melissa, you mentioned something about if, if, if you wanted mom to have an iPad or if somebody was interested in technology, do you guys offer technology? Do you offer iPads? We do. So we have a, a tech program from um, money from the CARES Act. And mm -hmm. we're able to, the, the purpose of this um, program, which is temporary, um, but the purpose of the program is to help bridge that digital divide between um, somebody who is feeling isolated at home due to the pandemic Mm -hmm. um, whether it's um, being able to get on social media and connect with family, friends, uh, they want to do the, get their prescriptions online or order food, their grocery shopping, yeah. whatever it is that you can do online, then, you know, and they don't have access to that because they don't have a device or, you know, maybe they have a, a smartphone, but it's um, not a great plan. So, and not a good phone, so they don't have the connection. So it, we don't pay for their cell phone plan or their internet. But what we like to do is we'll look at the whole picture. If we go out to your home and you know you you would like 
um, an uh, iPad or a tablet, depending on, we like to give you something close to what you already have, um, the system you're comfortable with. And we're going to do full training. We would never give something to anybody without training them um, a few Thank times. God. Yes, and we go to them. So we're, we actually go to their homes. They're welcome to come into our office, but we'll always, uh, for all of our programs, we'll always go to, to them. Um, so, so that right there is huge because I think a lot of times, you know, we tell everybody technology is the answer and, you know, like, here you go. Right. And it's like, okay, I'm in my house. Yeah. Oh, I have to log online to get help. Right. And they don't even know how to do that. So we'll work, we'll work with them. I mean, we'll help them set up, um, pharmacy apps. We'll help them use yeah. FaceTime. I mean, there's so, and even if it's a laptop, if there's something specific that you want to do, then, um, and it depends on what the task is that you're looking to do. And then we can assess from there. We really want to know, like, what is it that you're hoping to get out of technology? Exactly. What, yeah. What we're, is- we're not just giving it away. So that's the yeah. whole thing. You know, we our IL specialists are going to go out there. They're going to assess them. And based on the needs, that's what they're going to suggest, you know, right. and recommend. So- Right. And it's it's very similar to the process um, for assistive technology and home mods. What is keeping you from being able to be um, independent? You know, do you have less um, caretakers coming in because there's a shortage? Do you have um, did you have a neighbor that helped you out? But now the neighbor is concerned about exposure. So now you're really just kind of in your home more and you're not getting your prescriptions because somebody used to pick them up for you. Um, There's simple things like just ordering your prescriptions online is something that people can do that would really be a big help. I mean, it would help people to stay um, on schedule with taking their meds. I mean, there's so many things um, that something simple like not being able to get to the pharmacy, how it can affect your life or even being able to pick your own groceries because most of us will, if we have somebody go to the store, we'll jot things down on a list and just hope that they, <laughs> that they pick yeah. out the right stuff for you yes. or they get the right brand. Um, you know, you can go on sites like Peapod and actually um, go through the aisles, virtual aisles, and you can pick out everything you want and you nice. can set a time for them to mm. come. And it's, it's not bad. I've been doing it myself reasonably. Um, the delivery charge is not bad and the prices are the same as in the store. So they're not like gouging you, but I mean, even if it's, uh, music, some people are, they have anxiety and this whole pandemic has just put them in a place where they're finding it hard to, to have uh, coping skills. So some people find music Mm. to be, um, self-soothing. So if that's something, you know, you want to have, you know, you're going to use your tablet for social and other things, but also be able to download music and, and, and calm yourself down. That's really important too. You know, you bring up a really good point about music is that sometimes what's playing on the radio is not exactly what we want to hear, or maybe we want to, particularly with the news, you know, in the last few days, maybe we don't want to hear anything about the news. We need something that's really going to calm our mind. So to be able to do that, I think that's really interesting. You know, in, in speaking with you guys today, you sound like Ocean State Center for Independent Living is one of the most client centered programs out there because whether it's moving a washer or dryer or the computer or a ramp or a tub cut. Like, it sounds like you really take the time to speak with the client and understand what their needs are. Oh, a hundred percent. When we go into their home, it's not like a pass through. I mean, we're spending like two hours there and between the first assessment and the completion where the goal is completed, we're in contact with this person from day one, if they have questions, if um, they're having anxiety or doubts about something that we've talked about, they can call. Um, We'll go out as uh, much uh, if needed um, for the technology. We'll go back out. We'll help them out, see what it is that they're having trouble with. Um, Just making them comfortable from beginning to end because they're the consumer. We work for them. Now, washers, dryers, tub cuts, um, we do have a hearing aid program as well. Yes. Really? Yeah. So we um, we work together with um, 
the Gift of Hearing program at URI's um, Speech and Audiology Department. So they already on their own have this wonderful Gift of Hearing program where you can purchase a low-cost hearing aid. Um, and when I say low-cost, we all know how much a hearing aid costs. Um, they're anywhere from $1,000 to $1,500 for one, which is ridiculous if you need to. And not everybody's insurance covers it. No, or maybe your insurance already did and you lost one or it's broken. Um, you can come to us and it's all the same income guidelines. And what we do is um, we'll help. We'll help to pay for at least one hearing aid. Um, That's so it's interesting because we don't think about how expensive those can be. And oh, sometimes, awesome. you know, they get mislaid. Right. Um, so if, do you take donations of hearing aids and repurpose them? How does that work? They might at URI. You okay. can contact them. So yeah, they, they might. I think I've heard that they have taken some back. We don't. We're just, uh, we just pay. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're the middleman. I love that. To, yeah. So we're the middleman. So they come to us. We approve them um, and we'll pay. They'll bill us. But let's say you you're not within you know you're a little over that um, uh, financial guidelines. Yep. Uh, they will honor that person and let them nice. come in and use the discount that they usually give our consumers. So as long as you're a consumer and you're self-aid, yeah. they'll honor that price. Right. The only thing is, um, I will say, um, unfortunately, you can't make payments to them. Yeah. You have to have the money. Um, all at once. But yeah. I mean, it's so reasonable. I mean, if you, it's, I would say $600 for one. No, it's, it just went, it went up actually. It's 650 for one and the uh, higher level is at 750. So that's the max you pay per, per hearing aid. Right. So if wow. you have a, if you have an option maybe for your kids at Christmas, buy mom yeah. a hearing aid, everybody throws some money in, um, or you can save. There's no time limit on this. So you can, my dog's about to bark. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's real life these days. You no, know, the neighbor had to, the neighbor to come home. I'm sorry. Oh, you can have him join. So when people are reaching out, is it the OSCIL.org? Is that the best website to learn more about your programs? Yes, absolutely. And, and also you can reach out to us through email, um, which is on the website. You can call us at 401-738-1013. You can um, message us on Facebook. Wow. So mm -hmm. all the usual ways and then some. You so you mentioned in too. I, mean, I was just going to say, in. you mentioned you have an office. Is, is it, I mean, obviously today it's, it's awful out, but ordinarily, is it a situation where people can walk into your office? Yes, yeah, we absolutely. Have, we have three offices right now um, for convenience. Uh, we have our main office in Warwick at 1944 Warwick Avenue. Um, we have uh, an office on the in the airport plaza in Warwick next to Chipotle. It's where IHOP is. So that's um, primarily our technology office. But, I mean, anybody can walk in for information. We get lots of walk-ins because it's a storefront. Got it. Okay. Um, 1800 Post Road. And I always get this wrong. So I'm going to ask me, Ray, um, the address for Pawtucket. Oh, God. 175, 175, I think Independence something. I no, Prospect. I one in there. <laughs> <laughs> I get back to you on that. Yeah. So actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up right now. So we but, um, you know. I'll, please mention, Melissa, about Saturday is hours for the AT, you know, and tech devices. Yeah, so um, we're now uh, in, John and I are in the office from 10 to 1 on Saturdays. You can walk in with a device and say, help me, or <laughs> we can um, call, if, you, uh, if we already have a referral for you, we'll just call you and see if you can come in on Saturday. Not everybody likes to, um, none of, oh, it's 175 Main Street. Thank you. <laughs> I Isn't that terrible? <laughs> you just drive there. Right. Um, you no, know, automatically had to get there. It's in the bus terminal at the tourist. Oh, perfect. Center, okay. On Main Street. Um, so we will call you and say, can you make it on a Saturday? Not everybody can come in during the week. Uh, maybe uh, you have a neighbor, a friend, or a, a family member that can do stuff for you on Saturday and you can get in. We don't need to go to your home. If it's, if it's just training for a device you have, or if we're going to um, provide you with a laptop or 
or a cell phone. We do, however, um, need to go into your home uh, when it's a modification. We need to yeah, see your environment. We also, because we do smart home technology as well. So we, we do need to come into the home and see what areas, like you get into bed and it was already difficult and your caretaker left for the day or you're just exhausted and you realize you left the light on in the living room. You can yeah. turn it off with your voice with Alexa, or you can just, there's Wi-Fi light bulbs. There's, um, you can control your thermostat. If you have um, difficulty um, managing your, or controlling your own body temperature due to whatever disability, um, you can see who's outside with a camera and a doorbell out there. And I'll give you an example of that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> he was up with that growl. I knew he was going to bark. I'll give you an example of uh, the doorbell and um, having Wi-Fi um, technology in your home, smart home. We had gone out to a consumer's home to do an assessment. And she was um, in her own home, single family home, and she lived alone. We knocked on the door and, you know, we always give people time, you know, they we right. give people time to get to the door, especially, you know, why we're going there. We know there's already issues, um, barriers. So we'll, we'll give them some time, but 15 minutes had gone by. It was kind of dark in there. So we were just going to go back to our car and maybe give her a call and then leave Yep. and reschedule. We'll reschedule. But, um, we started walking back to our car and the door opened. So we're talking over 15 minutes at this point. This um, this woman had to get from her hospital bed to her ceiling track um, yep. harness. She put herself into it, which some people can mm -hmm. do that. Then into her wheelchair and then to the door in her electric wheelchair. That was quite a process. And I imagine she rushed. So at that point, she could have fallen and we wouldn't even have known yeah. she was in there. Did she have uh, her cell phone on her? Did she, you know, does she, is she wearing some kind of alerting device? We don't know that. What she could have done was looked at the camera on her phone or her tablet and, and said, you know, show me the front door. And she could have seen it was us knowing we're coming and we, she could even unlock the door. Oh my God. The keypad entry that we could also provide. So she can decide, you know, if it's us, she can unlock the door for us and let us in. Um, if it's just a delivery person, she could simply say, I'm here, please leave the package at the door instead of having them take it and bring it to some smoke shop in Cranston. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we but she can say, you know, please leave the package at the door. Yeah. That's really good. Like, is there any limit age limit on your programs? Do you have to, you know, only be between, I don't know, I'll make it up 18 to 60 or any age limits on this? Um, I'll let me Ray answer that one because um, things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, as long as you're 17 and over. Oh, wow. 17 yeah. and over. Yeah. Holy cow. That's awesome. So yeah. you can get all of these resources. Is it a one-shot deal? So if you do use um, OSIL's programs, you know, when you're 20 and then time goes by like you it's a one-shot deal you know you might have grown up out of your parents house now and have a house of your own and now you need some modifications on your own can you do it more than once you know what it depends on each situation i mean we reassess people so it's not like no it's a one-time deal no because you know what your needs change so we usually take down the information again and we have one of our IL specialists just go out there and reassess the situation. We never say no, we can't because you you don't know. I mean, you know, you could have a disability and then a progressed and you know your needs change, so you might need other help, you know. Oh, that's good. So it can. Yeah. So Stephanie Colhane had a question. Could you be 17 and a dependent, so still under your parents' roof and get help? You have to be independent. That's okay. the whole idea behind it. It depends on what the needs are again. So she can feel free to call and what we'll do, we'll, we'll definitely have one of our IL coordinator reach out to her and get the information. And if we can't help, she'll definitely give her the resources that are available out there that might be beneficial to her child. Wow. Wow. Right. 
I mean, and, and the level of independence for that really depends on what it is that the teenagers trying to do. Exactly. Um, did they just get a paper route and they can't hear their alarm because they're hard of hearing? Do they need like a vibrating alarm clock? Um, are they at this point now where they need more privacy? Do, maybe we can put a flashing doorbell outside of their bedroom so mom could ring it when she's coming in. <laughs> so there, it just yeah. depends on what, what it is. Um, even getting to school on time. I mean, getting yeah. in and out of the home. I mean, it depends what it is. And it also, you know, there's other programs, like me, Ray said, there's other state programs that could step in as well. If you're still in the school system, there's things, you know, if you need to get to school, there's things that will be paid for already. Awesome. We always collaborate with other state agencies. So, you know, don't hesitate to call. Absolutely. You know, awesome. We'll be able to help. Always oh. call, even if you think you're not eligible, you know, yeah. just call us. We'll figure it out together. And like me, Ray said, if you're not eligible for us to pay, there are other grants available through the state to do some modifications or do like reimbursement programs. And each town has their own version of, of grants or low interest loans, you know, where you don't have to pay it back until the house is sold or you, they give you payment, a payment plan that's like doable for you. Some towns at some um, some years have enough money to just pay for something like a ramp and not want anything back. Wow. Holy cow. It depends it, on the town and it depends on the, on the year. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But a lot of the, uh, all of the cities and towns right now just got massive amounts of funding. So I would also say that if that's supporting your older adults and individuals um, with some disabilities in your community is something that's important to you that you reach out to your town and have that conversation. Are there um, centers for independent living in every state or is this something unique to Rhode Island? No. So um, the Americans with Disabilities Act is a funder of the uh, of SILS in every every state. Every single state has at least one. Yeah. I mean, we have one, but like California probably has like 20 of them. Um, okay. Massachusetts, I think, has six of them. Um, seven, actually. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I knew that. I was close proud of myself. Um, <laughs> so um, they, they all have the same core services, um, yeah. but uh, depending on the funding, you know, they can get local funding. They can have, you know, different programs available that are not, um, not exactly like what Massachusetts would offer or Connecticut and Connecticut might have something we don't offer. Wow. Um, so it just depends. But if you're looking for a SIL, if you, if you're listening right now and you have a family member that lives in Arizona, you know, Google, um, centers for independent living in Arizona. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And, or, you and know, you can IL, um, independent living, um, ILRU. Yep.org. Or you can just go to CIL.org. Um, yep. But I mean, you just, any, any way you word it in Google, as long as it's a center for independent living, then you're going to find, will find it. Yeah. yeah. And then once you put that in, um, most of the states um, for SILS, they actually have, you can enter your zip code and it'll tell you which one's closest to you. And you can see what programs right on their website, what they have available. Um, I just want to mention, um, not everything is, is out. Um, qualification for us. As long as we're not making a purchase, we can't make a purchase for you, whether it's uh, technology, um, paying for a whole mod or equipment, if you don't qualify. But we can always, always come out and do an assessment. Maybe you know oh, you're yeah. over income. Maybe you know you have your way over in liquid assets. Um, I've done assessments in uh, mansions on Ocean Drive, you know, before in in Newport, Narragansett, like we've been all over in be big, beautiful homes. Oh, he wants to share his toy now. <laughs> <laughs> what is your friend's name back there? This is Arnie Mouskowitz. Hi, Arnie Mouskowitz. <laughs> You're so funny, Melissa. That's, that's our third guest. Yeah. And he's very, he's very needy. <laughs> that's his disability. The, the pandemic has given him anxiety, made him very needy. So I um, you know what? He is not the only one. The pandemic has done that too. Right, wow. right. He's feeding off of me, probably. So as um, as Melissa said, uh, there are no income guidelines for our all of our five core services. So please, you know, if you have any questions, reach out to Oso. We'll be more than happy to assist you. Absolutely. And Carrie Lynn Edge, she made a great comment. She said, This is such an incredible service above and beyond and such individualized service. 
that is just one of those things I think that really makes Osul, like Cheryl had said, that that best kept secret. Yeah. Yeah. We're well, trying, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say really quick, um, that's the whole point behind the um, assessment and having the rehab background is um, not everything is, you know, cookie cut. Uh, not every, uh, there's, there's between the lines that yeah. uh, we have to think outside of the box. Um, maybe what, what it is that you need, we've never seen before, you know, or you're the first one to need that to, to be independent because it's not even just about getting to the doctors. It's also about, um, about your mental health. Like, uh, if you, you have a physical disability and you come to us and, and you can't, um, you know, you've been gardening your whole life your entire life and you can get out the front door, but you come to us and you have, you know, this beautiful yard, which is something that's very important to you. That's where you go to, to be okay and to feel good and to relax and to get your mind off of things. But now you haven't been able to get into your backyard no. in years or since your accident or, you know, since your disabilities progressed. So we can address maybe have creating access to the backyard as well. Um, maybe, your flower boxes uh, were on the ground and now you can't get to them. And we're maybe considering, you know, we have to consider everything and not everything's right. going to be approved and everything has to go through channels to be approved. Yeah, um, but, you know, we go out, we do the assessment, we bring it back and we're like, you know, these flower boxes are on the ground. She can't garden anymore. She's been gardening for 30 years. This is what, this is what she does. So maybe consider raising those flower boxes up so she can reach them from her wheelchair or, a chair. That's amazing. Like that just gives me chills. That's because you're <laughs> seeing what the individual needs and, and yes, ramps and grab bars. Those things are super important, but from that individualized human perspective, yep. yeah, getting that I'm a gardener and my debil my, my illness has debilitated me and now I can't get out there and, right. you know, get in the dirt and plant my flowers. And that makes me, you know, really sad. And right. really we had a mournful. gentleman years ago when I first started almost 15 years ago, geez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this was exciting for me, you know, I was fresh out of school and I was really hoping to use that out of the box kind of thing. This gentleman was in his late eighties. He lived on his own and he actually uh, made the horses for carousels. Wow. He did die cast. He carved them and he had this amazing workshop and it was also his livelihood. You know, he was still getting paid to do this, um, but he couldn't get into the basement. Um, so we uh, eventually um, after doing the assessment and working with him, um, we decided that a stair lift would be his best option so he can safely get into the basement and get down to his workshop and use his hands and feel good and, and it, we're improving the quality of his life. We're decreasing the falls. We're helping him to be more independent. There's like so many components that came into just people are like, oh, it's a hobby. You know, you'll have to find something else to do. Right. And, and that's what I'm hearing makes Osil different is you're really seeing the individual. Yeah, we're trying to get you back to doing what you were doing before, but maybe in a different way. Yeah. So the best way to, to find out more is the OSCIL.org. Yes. They can also give you a call. Um, our Facebook page, Ocean State Center for Independent Living uh, Facebook yep. page. Um, walk-in. In the walk-in on Saturdays, that's in the Chipotle Dollar Tree Airport, Airport, Airport Port Plaza. Plaza. <laughs> yeah. I yes. always tell people, you know, look for IHOP. It's right on the corner of Post and Airport road. We're right next door to Chipotle. Um, we're very um, central. The bus comes right there. Yep. Um, we, we see ride buses in and out of that plaza. Um, all, um, all of the offices are walk-in, but we're the only one in airport plaza that has the Saturday hours. Which really is another thing that makes you guys really unique because a lot of times organizations that are providing resources to people are eight to four Monday through Friday. Right. We're just trying to make, uh, to be realistic as well. Yeah. You know, like, like we said, um, weeknights are not always possible. You know, if your son is son or daughter is 
taking you to appointments um, on their schedule. Maybe they work all week. They have kids. The kids have soccer. There's always something going on. Saturday hours uh, have opened up this like whole new world. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to uh, give kudos to my staff, actually, because they were willing to do that. And that's because they believe in the mission that w we do you know, yeah. and they were willing to work on the weekend just to be able to uh, serve our consumers and help them out in any way they can. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so are you guys a 501c3 nonprofit? Yes. Okay. So it, do you need donors? Do you need volunteers? If people really love what it is you're doing, how can they support you? Please, uh, like I said, volunteers are always welcome. Donors, we love them. So reach out, go to our website and, you know, please reach out to us and uh, either call or, you know, send an email out. But we're always looking for anyone, any help, any volunteer, any kind of help would be grateful. Absolutely. Awesome. And it's tax season. And I know, um, like I do my taxes at tax a deductible place. You can even, they ask you, they ask you if you want to um, attach a nonprofit yep. to, to do to your own account. So um, I do it and I chose OSL. Nice. So you can do that as well, but there's so many ways to, to donate. Nice. That is awesome. Ladies, I am very glad that you were able to come on the show because like Carrie Lynn said, it's a really, uh, at, I think it was Cheryl, maybe, who said it's like one of the best kept secrets in Rhode Island. Oh, thank yeah, you. This so is much. absolutely amazing. Thank, thank you. you. This is so amazingly helpful. You know, um, word of mouth. We just don't have the funding for the advertising. Yeah, yeah. our nonprofit, but word of mouth. Like we're trying to get out there. If you're listening and you and you have an uh, um, an opportunity for us to have a table, or you want us to come in and, and address your staff. Absolutely. Um, or your high rise building, whatever it is, we'd love to come out and and talk about what we do in person. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys coming on today. Thank, Thank you. you. Everybody, this OSIL Ocean State Center for Independent Living, it really is a hidden gem because they look at that individual. They're not looking at a, a big amorphous group and saying, you know, here's the cookie cutter and, and you have to jam in your needs into this square box. They really look at the individuals. Um, I'm really happy that they were able to be on the show today because it's a great program. And I encourage you all to reach out, um, have your loved ones reach out. And it's really important that you hit the like and the share button to get this out to more people. So in the meantime, I look forward to seeing you all next week on Friday, friends. And in the meantime, I hope that you are all well and that you be kind. If you like this video, please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call 401-585-0509. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.